Comic Arts Los Angeles was set up and run by Jen Wang, Iris Zhong, Angie Wang and Jake Mum in a small downtown gallery in 2014, bringing an arts-first focus to a city that's packed full of artists but also has the gravitational pull of most of the world's commercial media to contend with. Kala has swelled to a two-day show, with artists and publishers travelling from across the Americas and beyond. December 8th and 9th, 2018 will see their second year in a larger space in the Glendale neighbourhood, with guests including Tanika Stotts, Sophia Foster Domino, Mari Naomi, Laura Lanners, Kathy G. Johnson, Landis Blair, Ezra Clayton Daniels and the former Ethan Rilly. Entry is free, re-entry is probably because you had to hit the ATM. Details are all at comicartsla.com. I sat down with Jen Wang, Jake Mum and their very excellent polydactyl cat after the 2017 festival to talk about the show's history and their own history with comics. I read like manga when I was a teenager so that was kind of my gateway into reading comics just in general and then uh, and I you know, I, I'm also a comic artist, so then just the fact that I was going to shows and meeting other other artists, and uh, that just kind of kept me in the scene, like even after uh, I like went to school, and because um, I, I didn't go to study art, um, and I just assumed that it was going to be like a hobby, um, but because I, I met all these people in web comics and stuff, like I kept, I just kind of hung in there, and then and then now I'm, I'm I do comics for work. I'm actually sort of the, the least into comics of the bunch, I would say. Um, mostly, I just uh, come into it by way of just living with Jen and stuff, and kind of just joined in for the um, for Kala just uh, to sort of lend a hand to the, okay. to the organizational effort. Jake's so. probably, Jake was the only one who had had any experience doing kind of working with nonprofits and working with like kind of just general organizers, um, mm-hmm. like kind of community organizing type stuff. So yeah, it's been very useful for, because none of us had have any experience uh-huh. so far. Yeah. What sort of organizing had you done before? I had had some affiliation with some other kind of like nonprofit entities um, just here in LA. One was Slow Food, which is like a food advocacy group. I was involved with the local chapter there. And then I had worked for a Head Start, which is like a preschool kind of thing that like gets government funding and then they put on like preschool programs and stuff. And so I had a little bit of experience coming that way. So then the idea to put on a show was you and the other two? Yeah, I think it was something that um, Angie and Iris were just kind of talking about, or they were asking the question, like, why isn't there a show, like, uh, an indie comic show in L.A.? You know, because there are actually a lot of shows in, like, Southern California. There's, yeah, but um, nothing that's, you know, an, an indie-focused, an artist-focused thing, which is right. remarkable since there are so many, you know, young artists in Los Angeles who don't necessarily have so much of an outlet for their personal work. That, that's kind of what we were saying because it's like it just seems weird that there isn't a show like that you know a lot of artists were moving here to get work in animation um so there was just like a lot of people with comics backgrounds i think and and like experience uh who are are around but we go to other shows uh, around the country yeah yeah um and uh and even just sort of on the west coast there weren't like a ton so um, people end up going to TCAF in Toronto, you know, going to SPX. Um, so a lot of shows that are sort of further away and it's like, why isn't there a show here? And I think we just figured that nobody wanted to be the person to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think the more uh, we talked about it, the more it seemed like maybe it was something that we could try. Angie brought it up to me initially, um, Angie Wang, who's one of the other organizers. and. I just, I, I initially thought that like, that was like a terrible idea because we had no experience and it's like, <laughs> why, like, why would we be the people to do it? We don't know anything. And then, uh, and then Jake actually kind of convinced me that 
it could actually be kind of cool. <laughs> and and uh, just the idea that I think because uh, Angie and I have a lot of um, contacts and, you know, sort of like friendships within the comic community that that it's not like that we don't have support or we, we don't have interest from people who would otherwise uh, may not kind of trust <laughs> like like you know these someone like someone that just turned up putting right. on a show and that's kind of how it ended up happening is because i think we sort of um, people were familiar with us and um wanted to help just even as friends it started kind of as like a community effort how did that community exist previously mm-hmm. was it more you know each other's work online you'd met at shows elsewhere or was there any kind of hanging out scene within LA? All of the above. You meet people probably online first, like through their work, mm-hmm. um, and then maybe you eventually meet them at shows. And then in LA, there were just like a lot of people who had known each other from these events or, or just from online. And now that uh, we were all in LA together, like there was like um, kind of like a small social scene, mm-hmm. but it wasn't very, um, you know, it's just like friends hanging out. And I think there was like, a desire for something bigger than that that right. sort of like connected more people yeah i think in some ways kind of the, the lack of a show like this in los angeles made it so that as soon as there was one everyone just sort of fell in line and jumped in and i think really bought into the idea of it mm-hmm. and um it just made it uh, actually really easy to get started yeah yeah it, it, just from the enthusiasm that was there that yeah uh, the, there was just there was a ton of enthusiasm i think there were people who regularly go to these kinds of shows around the country mm-hmm. and so when they found out that there was one just like you know here and there were people also who i think wanted to to visit la too just as like yeah. a place where you know a lot of their friends lived here or maybe they wanted to consider uh working here someday and I think people were also interested in making a trip of it. You know, they could come stay with their friends and they can, like, you know, go to Disneyland afterwards. <laughs> you know, so I think there was just, like, a lot Go and spend of... all of your table takings on yeah. one admission ticket to Disneyland. Right. Like, yes. it, it's a little bit like, you know, if there wasn't never a show in New York and suddenly there is one and everyone yeah. just wants to, like, like, kind of be able to go and... And do do everything. Do New York so, things, but yeah. have an excuse. So yeah. I, I think it's also kind of you know we're also lucky that we're in a like a big city and and people it doesn't feel weird to take a trip to Los Angeles. Yeah, you know, when you live here, you you find out that people aren't really coming to visit you; they're coming to go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kind of see you on the way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so there was definitely just like just everyone's enthusiasm and, and um, like their their support for wanting to to make it happen it was like rolling a ball down a hill obviously it was like a lot of work we had to do a lot of work but it always felt like we were just kind of setting up like a skeleton like a framework and it doesn't really like the magic doesn't really happen until like the show is happening and then Mm -hmm. suddenly you have all this energy and people are like smiling and you know and like and like meeting meeting their friends from online and that's kind of where the the real kind of energy and, and joy comes from I think and and, and then it, li- it feels like it's like a living thing and not something that we necessarily like we're not controlling anything so how long did it take from getting together deciding to do it to putting on the first show a year we started yeah. talking December of 2013 we we were we were on a trip overseas to visit my family in Taiwan and then as soon as we got back pretty much like we were talking about it there and then mm-hmm. as soon as we got back we started working on getting kind of the very 
basic structure of like a business mm-hmm. um, together, which was kind of the most unknown and like foreign aspect to like any of us. But I think we, yeah, we talked to we talked to some people who had had experience. Um, we talked to um, we talked to Chris Butcher. Uh, yeah. From uh, TCAF. TCAF. That was pretty useful information, and, and it was good to talk to someone who'd been doing it for so many years. Yeah, yeah we, we just like kind of talked to a couple people who had, who had done some shows or like some experience with that and kind of got set up um, as a business entity. And then kind of from there, it was pretty much just like once we found a venue, like so much is dictated by the venue. You know? So the first three years, you were in the same venue, is that right? You were in yeah. a, an art gallery downtown? Yeah, so it's called uh, Think, or at the time it was called Think Tank Gallery. Um, I think they changed their name now to, like, what is it, 939 Studio or something like that. Yeah, they might um, actually have changed some of it back. I'm not actually totally sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, it was Think yeah. Tank Gallery. It, it's still there. We were actually really lucky to find that venue because mm-hmm. they, as an art gallery, they really understood what we were going for. And so they worked with us. They gave us like a really good price, which which helped being the first year and not knowing how things were going to go. Yeah, and they kind of, in some ways, they kind of guided us through the the, the setup as far as like the space goes. They let us come yeah. in and measure like over and over again to make sure the tables would fit and stuff like that. And then finally, this just this last year, we switched to a new venue so that we could expand the show a little bit. For the first three years, you were stuck with the same number of tables. So- yes. How many, how many exhibitors were you able to cram in back then? We were getting around 70, I think was our number. So Yeah, like yeah. 30-something tables. It would kind of fluctuate some years like with like one table added and then we would take the table away because it, would, it would, like, was <laughs> too strange. crowded in one corner. Right. <laughs> but um, what we wanted to do was try to get as many people who, um, who applied to come. So we always do half tables, so we double the number of people that we can fit. We ended up keeping it that way for the new venue, even though it is bigger, but mm-hmm. we also just still decided that it's, it's really hard to, to turn people away. And so many people apply. Um, but you can only, you know, have like a hundred or so people at your show. So we decided to just keep it half tables and, and, uh, and that also kind of encouraged more individuals to apply. Whereas like, I think if we had more full tables, um, publishers and kind of bigger entities are more interested in being able to like, to use up the space. But if we have like a limited amount of space, then, uh, it sort of allows the smaller, younger, fresher artists to sort of fill up of what they need. So in the first year, what was the proportional split between people from LA, people that you had in that community versus people that would actually yeah. actually travel for you know, to a brand new show? The first year, I think it was actually it was mainly LA people or people uh, on the West Coast. So there were people who came from San Francisco, came from just like yeah, like up the coast. There were a few who came from out of town and that was very like flattering to us because <laughs> like, you know, these people were trusting us to put on a real show. We didn't know what it was gonna look like. We didn't know how it was gonna feel. It was very new. We were just surprised that any of it was happening at all, but for sure, like, uh, most of it was LA people because they they were ready to go. Uh-huh. <laughs> and also a lot of them, you know, we knew, so like, yeah. uh, just in town. And so, um, we, you know, we were able to work with Secret Headquarters also because they were, you know, kind of excited to to be a part of something like this like Mm -hmm. okay yeah let's do it (laughs) 
Then did you find a, a change in the second year? Like, did you go out looking for more people or just that now that you were on the map that you found, did anyone else approach from outside that you weren't already in touch with? Do you get more publishers? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the second year, so the first year we did a one day show. So it was only on a Saturday. And then the second year we expanded it to the full weekend. Mm -hmm. Part of that too was what I think motivated people from out of town to come because right, right. then, you know, they, they could make it worth their while. They could like make some more money to cover the costs. Yeah. We've never, I think because we wanted to keep things fair, we've never sort of intentionally reached out to any artists to invite them to the show. We just try to spread the word as mm -hmm. much as we can on, on social media, through our mailing list, um, you know, just try to get people to talk to their friends and sort of allow people to, to apply as they, as they wish. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we, we got a lot more people from, um, I think, just interested because they heard they heard things about the first year um it seemed like a real show so yeah, like yeah. they were they they were willing to come out and and you know do all those things like visit la hang out with their friends and it's also a show we've always had in december so i think there's a kind of a nice like bookend to the end of the year uh kind of thing where and it's also in like like a town where the weather is yeah. nice <laughs> a, lo a lot of america happy to get away for a yeah. few days to somewhere that's warm exactly. yeah exactly yeah. yeah yeah so i think expanding it to two days made it possible for more people to come we also we do special guests but we tend to invite people from uh invite people locally uh we i mean we've been very lucky that there are a lot of artists uh in the area that uh that we've been able to invite um the first year we had mimi pond we've had jaime hernandez mm -hmm. come out yeah so there's a lot of talent around that we've been just kind of lucky to have and uh this was the first year that we have a little more money saved that we uh, invited Michael DeForge out um, from from Toronto and yeah. that was like a big step for us that we, <laughs> that we had a you budget a, for a foreign guest yeah to, yes. to get like to fly a guest out so that was kind of cool presuming that the third year was much the same as the second mm -hmm. uh, you know you moved to a effectively a, a large gym mm -hmm. uh, sort of in the hills to the the northeast where you were downtown before yeah were you getting just general walk by traffic from downtown from being in a gallery did you get any idea of how many people were coming dedicated mm -hmm. versus might have just stumbled across it when you're in the I gallery th location i think it was i think we kind of always primarily had people who were seeking us out mm -hmm. in part because the the location downtown was so strange okay it was on the second floor of this building all right and that sort of the the main like entrance to the building had this lady who had like a hat selling business <laughs> and so she would um so every day she would sit like in the doorway and like set up her hats and like sell the to people walking by we always have volunteers like outside like kind of holding programs and inviting people in and stuff yeah they're, they're so, wearing the blue t-shirts right. yeah Cala, so then like people yeah. you know yeah, there's, like, there's no you know yeah. it's, it's, it's not a gallery with a window where people can look and go oh there's something happening what's yeah. happening i'll walk yeah. I'll go in and check exactly. it out right no, it wasn't like that it was like there's there's the it was volunteer like a secret show or something yeah like. and then there's the lady with the hats and and <laughs> so it, it would have been possible for someone to just casually walk in but mostly i think we were getting people who, yeah. who were coming for the show i think that there there were people who just happened to be walking by that like you know a volunteer handed them a program and they were like well we'll check it out yeah. so there were i think like a few people like that but um but i think just because it was so hard to to like find it in the first place mm -hmm. that uh yeah most of it was like people who were definitely going there intentionally 
Although we did have a, a fortune teller wander in the first year, so I guess that means that people were able to come in under that. <laughs> the fortune teller wanted to get involved? Well, she, so she <laughs> wants to set up a card table and Yeah, well, so one of, uh, one, of the, one of the artists left a little bit early, and then a fortune teller just kind of came in. I don't even know where she came from. Oh, wow. But she <laughs> sat in the empty spot and just started, just opened up her fortune telling business. <laughs> it was... It was one of those weird things that happens when you're organizing a show and you just don't. Yeah, it's like, like, well, what do we do now? Yeah, what do we do now? <laughs> I think some of the artists actually went over and had their fortunes. Yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah we actually we, didn't know until like close. I mean, this was already close to the end of the show, yeah, which is yeah. why the artists had left. So I think if it had happened earlier, we would have tried yeah, to do you, something about you it. You <laughs> shut it down. But yeah. as it is, like, oh, yeah, we're like, it's, it's, it's okay. Fun. Like, there's yeah. like half an hour left. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, you so. should have invited her back, and then like next yeah. next time, you know, <laughs> right. getting repeat business, and the artists can go and get their fortunes read. Everyone yeah. draws up their fortune. You make a mini comic for the show. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Presumably, you are like we've gotten choked in this tiny space where we need something mm-hmm. bigger. So, mm-hmm. how much of an effort, or you know, did you stumble into something luckily again to get the? It was both. <laughs> we. We had so we had a first big effort to go and find a venue that was going to be even bigger and beautiful and everything, and we found that place. And then we about mid year, I would say, we we ran into well, s- September. Okay, so yeah. more than mid, so September. So the show is in December, yeah. and then in about September we ran into an issue with the new venue that we were going to use, and they weren't going to be available anymore. So so Jen actually had to scramble a lot and find a new venue. We kind of just, I guess we just lucked into yeah. the current one, right? Like, I, I mean, there weren't a lot of venues available at that point in the year, um, mm-hmm. you know, because people yeah. book really far in advance. Um, it had to be the same date. It had to be the same, fit the same number of people. And uh, it had to, you know, we'd already made arrangements with people to do programming. So, you know, it had to have an extra, like some sort of a space that would, accommodate um our panels mm. um so there was like you know <laughs> yeah. and something that you know we could potentially afford <laughs> which was you know that was the part that i think we were willing at this point because we were desperate to just like find anything um and that you know maybe because we had we'd been pretty good with uh, with managing our money before it's like well okay we've saved up some so hopefully it's something that won't like break us but you know <laughs> but we could manage i looked into the space that had hosted LA Zine Fest a couple of years ago. Okay. And they had, um, so they actually had two different facilities. And the one I was thinking of was the one that they had hosted LA Zine Fest at. And when I talked to them, they said that one was booked, but they had a second location that was about like two blocks away. And that that ended up being the location that kind of accommodated everything that we were looking for. Um, it was like affordable. It could fit every everybody that we wanted to on the same date. And so I just, I thought like, yes, <laughs> like, let's book it right now. Like, this is it. Yeah, um, so it seemed it. Uh, fortuitous. It's got a big parking lot. So people mm-hmm. who are yes. coming from wherever yeah. across LA yeah. can fit in. You had room to get a food truck. Yeah, outside, I had actually been, a, yeah, I've uh, been working on trying to get something like that for like all four years of Cala and so <laughs> like finally it was like able to happen. <laughs> Made it work, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we again we were like super lucky this time and um like with uh, the previous venue, the the people it's called um Hanumet and Ararat. Uh it's a it's an Armenian uh, sort of community center uh slash like, you know, like sports like gym facility. It's like, and, a, like a youth programs, yeah. Thing, I think, yeah. Um, and so they already had kind of a like, um, kind of 
you know, community vibe and they were very supportive of us. I feel like the venue trusting you to, I don't know, use their space wisely <laughs> is always like extremely, you know, like I feel like that's like such a big thing we don't really think about mm -hmm. um, before we sort of like start looking for places because you just assume that like if you pay money that, you know, people let you do whatever you want. But a lot of times <laughs> they, they just don't even understand. Um, uh, a lot of people are just used to doing weddings or used to doing kind of like um, corporate events and uh, I think just understanding what a DIY show is like and is about and sort of what we need is very useful. In this space you obviously a lot of room for tables um, mm -hmm. but also had set up like drawing stations and the, I guess there's pin boards that are already there and people could pin up their their notes and messages and drawings and ideas and stuff mm -hmm. so I assume you didn't have space for anything like that before? We had had some limited programming before so we had like a little bit of a, a space where we had done some panel discussions and things like that but that was one of the things we wanted to do with this new space was just be able to expand a little bit and have I think you alluded to our creative corner where we just had some tables set up where people can draw and do different kind of um, comic related activities and stuff we finally got some space behind the tables for the artists that was uh, mm -hmm. that was a big one for me um, yeah. in previous years they were kind of like crammed behind there and I, I yeah think Jake's a big stickler for like roomy artist <laughs> tables <laughs> Yeah. You you want to have space so that they can like move the chair out and sit comfortably and also like if they need to go out and get something they can they can get out without climbing over the next person or something. Yeah. Um I, it's like those kind of details bother me because I feel like if we don't do that then they won't feel welcome. So we finally got <laughs> some space behind the tables for the artists. We we're super happy about that. We had an expanded creative corner which we were able to do the whole day. Mm -hmm. Whereas before we would, um, you like split it, it with one, the other one panel sort of. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So it would take up a panel slot. So a panel would end, and then we would run in there and rearrange the chairs and and like roll in. We had these round tables that we would literally roll in. <laughs> yeah. And set them up, and then make a little creative space for like the last hour, two hours of the day. So we got to do that the full day this year. Um, we had a zine wall library thing, which it was like some strings that were suspended on poles. And so people could, if you have a zine that you want to bring, you can like put it up on a string and then someone else can come along and read it and put it back and contribute their own stuff. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And, um, I, I, a lot of the zine library stuff was like kind of a DIY last minute project between Jake and I, but, um, but it turns out like, um, a lot of people contributed people who were like making like their own comics and zines like at the the tables were like you know like kind of folding up their their comics and adding them which i thought was like really cute mm -hmm. uh i had brought i brought some of my own zines and mini comics from home to just sort of add to the to the wall to fill it up at least one one uh exhibitor um helen joe told me that a couple of people had come up to her table because they saw one of her zines up there that you know that I brought in and they were like who is this like I want to check this person out and and ask wow, someone right. and, and they told they told them to like go check out Helen Joe so and it ended up being like good advertising <laughs> which I didn't anticipate you know so do you think you're likely to be able to use that space again you said that they were pleased about what you did you mm -hmm. seem to be happy with it I think we're gonna we sent out like a anonymous survey at, at the end of the show to just kind of get a good response from people who volunteered with us uh, and uh, who tabled there to just kind of get a, a 
sense of what they thought about the whole thing. But so far, um, you know, like just even before the show, like when I was talking to the, the manager of the building, he would say things like, oh, next year we can do it this way. So oh, cool. like, it seemed like he was already open to it. And, uh, and he's kind of expressed so more explicitly in email, like after the show. So yeah. it seems like if we want to, the building uh, manager is, um, you know, okay with it. And a lot of the, the just kind of responses in person that we've gotten from people so far has been very good. So I think it's just, yeah. part, I mean, mostly just because it's so much more comfortable for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, yeah. there's still room that you, know, you might be able to expand to more exhibitors if you have a few yeah. that you desperately yeah. don't want to turn down. Yeah, yeah, we do have that option in this space. Yeah. There's um, just, there's kind of room to grow because, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's our first time setting it up there. So we, I think we get it, we have a pretty good sense of of where it can expand now and, mm-hmm. and like what we could do with it. Yeah, yeah. and the, they actually had a photographer come in mm-hmm. um, to take pictures so that they could post pictures of our event on their website. So we thought that was a pretty good yeah. sign. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, that they were into it. Right. Masses, the, the guy that we worked with, was, was super nice too. So Yeah, um, and he came think, to the show and seemed to, to be like pretty pleased with it too. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. Know. And how did it do in the new space? Did it meet your, your hopes and expectations of the... Yeah, I was actually, I think partly because this year was pretty last, you know, we really scrambled at the last minute, the mm. past few months to just, uh, to get like a show, you know, to like, <laughs> to get any show running. I had very kind of minimal expectations. I just kind of had a like the show must go on sort of mentality. Like it, it's a show, it'll be fine. Mm. And then what we can think about what we want to do next year. Um, and it ended up kind of exceeding my expectations because it actually had like a really comfortable roomy vibe. Um, I was afraid that changing the venue would, we would lose some of the character of the show, just like okay. the, the, maybe the energy mm. or the kind of intimacy. Um, cause that, that's something that people always brought up about the, the, the show in the previous venue was that because it was small and because you could. Um, sort of see everyone um, that there was that intimate feeling you were, were able to hang out with anybody that you saw you know you, you wouldn't miss anyone and I, I didn't want to lose a lot of those things that I feel like people identify with the show mm-hmm. but it didn't really happen a lot of it kind of carried over I think you know for you know whatever reasons those were um, but there was like a good energy people seem to comment a lot on the social aspect of the show um i'm thinking yeah maybe what you lose in the intimacy you gain in people actually having more room to Mm -hmm. wander around hang out take a break and yeah Yeah. go back in um it's still the main floor is like still one room yeah so i I think because of that you don't lose all the intimacy you know right it's not like split up everyone is still it's a bigger room but everyone's still in one room and and for the most part um you you can it's not so big <laughs> that you, you can't that you're like yeah. not interested in walking to the other end it's it's like you can see everything from like from just wherever you are in the room one, one of the volunteers uh pointed out to me that because there was more space you could get to you could get up to the artists a little bit easier to yeah. talk to them so you didn't have to like stand behind it like a thick group of people and there's like one sense of intimacy where everyone's kind of in a room together but then there's another sense of intimacy where there's like you can actually access someone and talk to them. Yeah. And I think you we kind of gain that in this space because of all the extra room that we have. Yeah. 
we had pretty good attendance this year, but it, even with the good attendance, it felt like we could probably get more people in there next year, <laughs> yeah. which we're excited about. One of the surprising things that I think turned up this year was on Sunday, we actually got a lot of families. Sunday kind of morning, it seemed like there were, I don't know, I counted like like four babies or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, like we would just had people come in with strollers and, and yeah. things like that. And that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, there were people who came with kids to the to the previous location too, but they would have to go up these stairs and like kind of keep a stroller outside and you know, they probably didn't hang out as long inside just because maybe it was like like stuffier or something. But I was really happy to see like there was like one of those like double strollers <laughs> for like two babies and it was yeah. just like they were just pushing the whole thing like around the show and I was like happy that I was like <laughs> available to them. There were uh yeah, like people like brought their dogs and it was like yeah it just had like a nice family like vibe on Sunday morning which I think we actually want to kind of tap into next year and maybe do something during those early hours in the morning that seemed to be kind of prime I know family outing like young family outing time yeah Put some so. children friendly programming on the Sunday and keep yeah, it away from yeah. the Saturday yeah and we were, we were yeah. definitely talking about that like during the show like on Sunday we're just like look at like look at this like we got to do something with this yeah we're looking forward to uh trying out some new ideas next year <laughs> yeah so. you said you were like struggling to pull this together to towards the end was that largely because of losing the venue there was a lot of lost time we had to start over with a lot of stuff we went back um so many times to the new venue just to like measure everything like create a new map just a lot of little logistical things like that that are just completely dependent on the venue and what it's able to offer you what its limitations are and i think we just had to really um spent a lot of october uh yeah i think october is when we definitely like had it locked down like we got the contract and everything and paid a deposit um and that only gave us like two months basically to like to yeah. get everything kind of transferred over from the previous kind of setup to the new one and sort of have it all work and and have it you know kind of work independently of, of whatever we had set up at the at the venue that didn't work out so there was a lot of work in the last two months but it ended up kind of not seeming like a desperate <laughs> like sort of attempt like it actually kind of held up and was yeah. was like as good as is if we had started that was a venue that we got back in like february or march mm -hmm. expanding the number of artists just in general yeah like logistically like, there was just like a lot of other things that there's a lot of work but then we were like couldn't get started until september or something so yeah. in the last couple of months been looking at the the website and going to the twitter and going wow they still don't really have anything up and yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I, was, I was definitely a little stressed <laughs> out about that but it was like just like yeah we don't have we don't have everything yet <laughs> yeah and uh or just or we're we're close but like someone has to literally put all the stuff on the website and we're like super busy with like something else at the moment and yeah so it it definitely um uh it was a little later than, than we wanted but yeah but then um we also found ended up finding a venue that is like really accommodating to us in every other way with the uh the rush of that having worked out well with you mm -hmm. expecting to have a, a home and going on do you have any plans for like bigger or better ideas that you'd like to put into to place now that you've yeah, so got many. this space and, and, and don't <laughs> yeah. have to rush and get it all yeah. done in two months even during the show um jake and i would would keep like coming up with new things that we could you know now that we now that we see what the literal show looks like and how it feels and just like 
ways that we can improve it. And I think that's when we started getting excited about possibilities and in the past like week or so, it's, it's a lot of what our conversations have been about. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like, oh, why don't, why don't we do this? Like, or did you notice that? Like, what if we tried to, to do something with that space or, or like that, that idea that, yeah. that someone was... And we, yeah. we have, um, the four of us have this ongoing kind of Google document where after the show we put up ideas for the, ne- the following year and then we always check the previous year's list just to see like if we got everything. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be exciting. We're going to have, when's our meeting? The 20... Yeah, next week. Next week. So we're going to meet and then kind of basically create that list, I think, yeah. for the new year, yeah. which should be pretty cool. One thing that I definitely want to do more of next year is, so this year we tried a new thing, which I, you, you mentioned it earlier. So there was like a board where people could put post-it notes. And the way that worked was there was a question written up on top of the board, um, which was, as a community, what can we do to foster the next generation of artists, of comic artists? And so if you have an idea for that, you write it on a post-it note and stick the post-it note up. Um, if someone's already put an idea up that you agree with, you can put a little heart sticker on their post-it note. And then what we did was we actually had, so one of our panel sessions was not a panel session, it was actually a public forum. The way that worked was we rearranged the table, or the, I'm sorry, the chairs into like a circle shape. And so people were able to come in and sit in a circle. And then we just had an open-ended discussion about that same question about how we can foster the next generation of artists. And it turned out really, really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so next year, I think we're probably gonna expand on on that idea and provide more of that. At least that's my hope. Yeah. I mean, I think the big, one of the big changes for this year, at least for me and I know for Jake too, in thinking about the show uh, is we've done it enough years that I think we've like, graduated from just trying to make a show that reminded us of other shows that we liked or that you know like we felt like we're trying to build something from scratch that that feels like a real thing and just just actually just kind of feeling confident that what we have is is a legitimate show and that we can really do anything we want (laughs) you know like you know sky's the limit like just whatever kind of ideas you have um that are completely brand new uh like we can incorporate that and um, I wanted to try to pull the focus away from just kind of being a marketplace and and incorporate more more community aspects that would kind of reflect the fact that it is a living space, right? That it's we're not on Twitter, we're not like just like sharing things on the internet. It's like we're all here uh, in the same room, and like how do we how do we do something with that? That's that's actually reflects that, right? Mm-hmm. So so things like the public forum. Um, the, the, the community board, I think those are just like kind of the tip of kind of what we were thinking, you know, just we just wanted to try and see if it would work out. But now that um, things like that seem to do well, we, we want to try to do more. And also just like just thinking about um, how to incorporate the local neighborhood and just like the fact that it's in Los Angeles and what does that mean for for a show to be set in Los Angeles? I think we were thinking about that more this year, too, and I want to expand on that. Uh, like this was the first year we um we actually had uh like uh both an English and Spanish language poster. We felt like we actually want to be more welcoming to the LA community at large, you know, and a lot of people in Los Angeles speak Spanish and you know, you know, we, we wanted everyone to feel welcome and just was, even as a symbolic gesture. There was yeah. that that one bookstore's table where they brought comics by no white men, but shelves of women and, <laughs> yeah. and shelves of, of Spanish language and yeah. you know, people of 
non-paleness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we definitely tried to, to kind of, you know, when we were looking through the applications to just like, like, uh, like there were a bunch of people who are either like sort of local to the Southern California area, or we had a couple artists uh, from Tijuana, um, just things that we felt like reflected something unique about Southern California, yeah, about Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah, lo- lots of um, like uh, Latinx artists and stuff like that. And we, we, we were thinking about that more, mm. more this year than we had in previous years. Yeah, those are kind of the directions we want to be moving in. Jake, you were especially enthused about the, uh, the prompt of how do we foster the next generation of artists. When you put that prompt up, were you thinking of children and teens encouraging them to draw or of people that are coming into it as a professional marketplace? Jen actually came up with that specific question, but I think I think what we liked about it was that it was just open-ended enough that someone could come at it from all of those angles. In the discussion group that we had, there were a couple teachers. Um, there were a couple people who worked in the the larger comic industry. Um, yeah, there was like a like a retailer too, like someone yeah, who actually like worked at a store. Someone which, that which I, was a good perspective. I think ran the retail shop, but yeah, so it's sort of all like of a you. comic shop or a bookshop. A comic shop. Comic shop. Right. Yeah. yeah, but kind of all of the above. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, you get people who throw in ideas that are everything from like unionizing artists down to like I think some things I saw up on the board were like encourage children to draw more or like don't make fun of them for what they find interesting in drawing, you know, th- those kinds of things. And what's exciting about it is you get answers that you maybe didn't even anticipate, but they're super good ideas. Yeah, one of the, the intention for the public forum was that, because I, 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 it always kind of bummed me out that we always had to turn people away <laughs> who, who applied. Mm-hmm. And um, and I because I didn't want there to be this idea that you couldn't participate um, in the show if you weren't tabling, yeah. you know, and, yeah. you know, I, 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 cause I, I just like feel like there has to be ways in which, um, you can, uh, you can interact with the show, you can like participate and you don't have to, you don't have to know how to draw, you know, um, you don't have to be, uh, an artist or, or, um, you know, have any professional experience or anything, but, but you can, but everybody is, you know, is welcome to, to say something, you know, and I like the idea too of like a person who uh, maybe a yeah like a professional artist like talking to someone who's you know just a fan and then also someone who does like the retail and then a teacher, you know, like have all those kind of voices intermixed and how we can kind of come to to some I don't know some yeah. new ideas. Like if the show is if if here on out the show is going to be about building community in in the broader sense, then we then we need to sort of develop these tools that allow the community to come in and kind of participate on mass, you know. That was the tip of the iceberg in, in terms of like getting there, so. Obviously the two of you living together do a lot of the planning and stuff at the same time. Are there specific skills that the other two bring to the overall organization that you'd like to represent in their absence? Yeah, Iris, Iris Zhang is kind of the person who's like an expert on spreadsheets, on like putting the budget together. So so she actually works uh, for a nonprofit now and, and does a lot of similar work. So yeah, she she's like a, like a really vital part of just like the structure of our kind of organization and, and uh, writes all the copy <laughs> and, yeah. and just like, it's kind of like the person who like mm-hmm. keeps everything like very structured. And, um, so a lot of the things that are sort of like 
important organizational requirements that I that I think uh, are just kind of a little more technical. Um, mm-hmm. Iris is very good at that, and and it's very vital because uh, <laughs> I now understand kind of how to do like a decent budget spreadsheet, but it's like definitely not on par with <laughs> what like Iris is able to put together. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and I th- I think on a personality level, she brings like kind of a a cold heartedness to the <laughs> to the group. I mean that nicely, but yeah, uh, she's she's grounded in a way and kind of has like a like a stick to the rules kind of approach that I think ultimately lets us be kind of fair to to all of our applicants and and stuff and just kind of keeps us honest and sort of grounds us that way plus she's also an artist so yeah she she brings some of that as well and then we have Angie Wang who uh, is also a cartoonist and illustrator Um, and Angie does all the sort of design work uh, including kind of working with whoever's doing the poster this year and so uh, like all the programs and uh, postcards and things like that are kind of like final maps and stuff are done through Angie. There's also just like lots of weird little tasks that we sort of because we were the person who did it the first year uh, it just we've (laughs) kind of like kind of locked into that so Angie does all the the kind of AV and setup and things like that. Was it just by happenstance that she did that the first year? I think she is she is interested in some of the AV stuff. I she I remember she was taking a class at the time, the, the year we started. So I think it's definitely something that I I don't really know anything about. So I'm like happy to sort of have her take that on. And she also has a, a bright sense of optimism. Yeah. I think that kind of yeah. Kind I think of it's a yeah like a um, like Angie and I tend to be the ones who will like come up with some crazy idea, and then Iris will kind of like smooth it out and like, <laughs> like kind of tell us if it's just definitely not going to work, and, and we're like, okay, yeah. you're, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and Jake too, actually. Yeah, Jake's like the other Iris. Yeah, so. I, I do a little bit of smoothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jen and Jake, thanks so much for your time, and uh, all the best with Carla's to come. We were, we were kind of talking about how it was weird that this was already the fourth year. You know, there are people who are probably, like, it spanned their entire, like, high school or, like, college <laughs> years, mm-hmm. um, which is, like, pretty, pretty wild. I don't think we knew, I mean, we were hopeful, but I don't think we had any idea, like, what it was going to look like the first year it started, like, in the future, so... But yeah, we have next year's Cala 5. Yeah. So <laughs> we're uh, going to be the best one yet. Yeah. It's an anniversary. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the first anniversary. Yeah. First big anniversary. So it's going to be good.
Cause you're